Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. We have a lot of new listeners, thanks to our true social following, mainly thanks to me. If you're not familiar with how this works, it's usually four people. Today it's three. Reading you political news, so you don't have to. We've got JC, Captain Reverso. I'm your host, Stanley. I mentioned last week that uh, our producer, Buford, was uh, was going to be out for surgery. His surgery was good. I didn't want to go into great detail, only because there was a chance he could have died. So I didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to make him nervous. But he's good, and so we'll be back up and running with him uh, here in a few days. So, in other news, it, it's just weird to, to be doing this without him. So, bear with me. <laughs> he's a calming presence, but JC's a calming presence too, somewhat. So, uh, anyways, the Sussman trial has began this week. Have you seen any of this? Uh, what I heard on the radio. Yeah, so Robbie Mook, which was her main campaign advisor, he testified today. And so this is on Breitbart. Hillary Clinton personally approved leak of Alpha Bank hoax to the media. And the, which, number one, I don't feel that she's going to face any real repercussions. But if she did, and they, they walked her out, perp walked her in shackles, they're going to have to ask some custom cankle shackles for her feet. Yeah. <laughs> for her feet. Hillary Clinton approved an effort to leak allegations that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia via Alpha Bank, according to her 2016 presidential campaign manager, Robbie Mook, who testified Friday in federal court in Washington, D.C. The Alpha Bank allegations were later disproven, as was the broader, quote, Russian collusion conspiracy theory that they supported. Mook is a witness in the trial of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, whom special counsel John H. Durham charged with lying to the FBI by allegedly saying he was not working for a client when he passed along the Alpha Bank allegations. Much of the trial has consisted of arguing that Sussman was, in fact, working for the Clinton campaign. Mook testified that he informed of the Alpha Bank allegations by Democrat lawyer Mark Leas, who was then with the Perkins Cole Law Firm. So that was this tweet here. John Howie, is that how you would say that? 2016 campaign manager Robbie Mooks confirms Hillary Clinton approved release of Trump Alpha Bank allegations following the OK. My recollection is was a still unnamed campaign staffer with our press, press department who contacted media. Mooks said he told Clinton, we have this and we want to share it. She agreed to that. He later said, all I can remember is she agreed with the decision. She thought we made the right decision. Mook said he was first informed of the allegations by Clinton campaign general counselor Mark Elias sometime in fall of 2016. Following discussions with the campaign, he discussed it with campaign chair John Podesta and with Hillary as well. Elias hired opposition research firm Fusion GPS. Everybody should know this. On behalf of the campaign of the Democrat National Committee, though funding was obscured, for which both the DNC and the campaign were recently fined by the Federal Election Commission. Fusion GPS compiled the fraudulent Russia dossier with salacious claims against Trump. Mook testified that he did not know if Clinton approved of the idea that Sussman would go to the FBI. Earlier this week, prosecutors argued that Sussman hoped to use the fact of an FBI investigation to launch a, quote, October surprise against Trump. While others testified that the Clinton campaign did not fully trust the FBI, John Howie of the Epic Times noted that Mook said that Clinton campaign preferred to go to the media rather than the FBI because they were not sure that the allegations about Alpha Bank were true and they believed a reporter would do further investigation before publishing them. So stop right there. And I'd read this elsewhere as well. Clinton campaign preferred to go to the media rather than the FBI because they were not sure that the allegations of Alpha Bank were true. 
about Alpha Bank were true, and they believed a reporter would do further investigation before publishing them. Does that seem like... <laughs> that's, like that's, yeah. Wow. They yeah. wanted to go to a reporter they knew yeah. that would yeah. just post it and not investigate yeah. it. Absolutely what they did. So, uh, and here's his quote, the gentleman from the Epic Times. Again, we decided to give it, quoting Mook, we decided to give it to a reporter so the reporter could run it down. Our hope was they, the media, were going to run it down that it would be substantive and accurate. That seems like putting the cart before the horse. They don't do that nowadays. As the New York Post notes, Mook also discussed the Alpha Bank allegations with Clinton A. Jake Sullivan. That's the dude that looks like he's from Men in Black, by the way, that's in, working for the current administration. I think he's, is he the national security advisor now? I think, I think that's what he is. Sullivan played a key role in misleading reporters in Congress about, quote, Russia collusion, telling the House Intelligence Committee in 2017 that former national security advisor Michael Flynn had colluded with Russia. Sullivan now has Flynn's former position. Yeah. He's a security advisor. So, that, uh, at a minimum, when you, when you look at the amount of time and money wasted on what they knew was an absolute hoax, I mean, <laughs> that, that alone, which everybody knows the Clintons are absolutely untouchable, which, on a side note, not, not to get off track, but I kind of thought that uh, there would be a little more, uh, or at least a little more visible things going on with the pursuit of uh, legally of Hunter Biden, but maybe he's untouchable too. I don't think he is untouchable myself, but I, I, I feel confident that Hillary's absolutely untouchable. But you know who was ultimately behind this would have been Barack Obama. Yes. Barack Obama's fingers are, are, are deep in this. But, They're and I don't, deep in everything. Oh, yeah. I am moderating my speech right now. You can't say things like that. JC is not – obviously he's not wholly familiar with how this works. <laughs> There's a lot of heavy editing and heavy petting. No, uh, which I'm, I'm not sure, uh, it, 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 which we're early on in this, so I don't know how much longer this is going to go, how many more witnesses and how deep this is going to go, but I know there's going to be multiple trials in relation to multiple accusations as this process plays out. So It should be. Sooner or later, somebody's got to start rolling. You, you would think so. Which, I mean, that, Mook alone, being her campaign advisor, like, and I think Reverso had said it, like, what, what, what's going to happen? He's going to have a heart attack on his treadmill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I think he's going to yeah. shoot himself in the back of the head yeah. twice <laughs> is what he's going to do, uh -huh. dude. They call that Arkansas. Yeah. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted. Regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. So uh, we're out in Breitbart again, and as, well, maybe not everybody knows, Senate passes $40 billion in aid to Ukraine during 40-year high inflation. Then there was an, actually uh, an extra $100 million he announced today for, was it like an arms package to yes. go over there? Yeah, that's yes. correct. Or hmm. aid. Yeah. So the Senate on Thursday passed legislation to give $40 billion to Ukraine in economic and military aid while Americans suffer from food shortages and inflation. The Senate voted on H.R. 7691, the Ukraine Supplemental Aid Package. 
which passed 86 to 11. The vote featured strong Republican and Democrat support for the bill. However, some populist Senate Democrat, or, I'm sorry, Senate Republicans opposed the legislation, believing that America should focus its effort on domestic crisis, such as the 40-year high inflation and baby formula shortages. And that's the thing. I don't. I don't think that some of these names are populist. I think that, like, dude, again, Mike Lee, a huge, um, a huge immigration guy, and Blackburn. Blackburn, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Rand, Rand Paul is the only one that tried to put a stop to it. Yeah, but I don't know if I'd even quantify him as a populist myself. But whatever. Uh, but yeah. So uh, Blackburn uh, from Arkansas, Boozman, Haggerty, Holly. Howley, Marshall, Lummins from Wyoming, Rand Paul, Mike Braun, and Tommy Tuberville from Alabama voted against the bill. Senate Republican populists could not stop the overwhelming Senate support to stop the legislation, even though it required 60 votes. But Senator Rand Paul managed to delay the passage of the bill until Thursday. Paul told Breitbart News Daily hoax Alex Marlowe that the United States would have to borrow the $40 billion to s- would have to borrow the $40 billion to send the tens of billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine. The Senate did not vote on Paul's proposed amendment to have an inspector general ensure the billions were spent wisely. Well, darn, that's... Big surprise. (laughs) Paul lamented the bipartisan consensus that Republicans need to give Democrats more social welfare spending to obtain more military spending. And I feel that's true. The bill's delay garnered extra attention for the legislation, which led... Many lawmakers to question the need to increasingly have the United States intervene on behalf of Ukraine during its conflict with Russia. Senator Josh Howley also became a sharp detractor of the Ukraine and bill contending that it is not in America's best interest. Spent, quote, spending $40 billion on Ukraine aid more than three times what all of Europe has spent combined is not in America's interest. It neglects priorities at home, the border, allows Europe to freeload, shortchanges critical interests abroad, and comes with no meaningful oversight. That's not isolationism. That's nationalism. It's about prioritizing American security and American interests. And so that's the bad thing. That's the bad thing about this dude. And he's 100% right. Is that I know people that, that that still think this is a benevolent endeavor. That we're here to help these people. And dude, are are, are there um, regular everyday people caught in the crossfire of this? Yes. Is there anything that we can do to spend spend them spend their way into safety? No. Which I'm seeing in. As far as like that, and we talked about it, it was that uh, Laura Lomer was talking about those Nazi factions over there. And so there's plenty of video footage of of these guys now with the the Nazi memorabilia and insignias and stuff like that. I, I don't, th- this is obviously like we've talked about on here before, there's, there's internal conflict inside because you had, have separatist movements within Ukraine that want to be aligned with Russia. So th- this is just a nasty conflict that we have no business in, but it's obvious to me more so than ever, especially when you're moving money around like this, that uh, that it's basically a washing machine for American politicians. There's no way that out of 40 billion, that 38 is not going to make it back here in yeah. various forms. Yeah. And, and that's just, obviously that's the opinion of a nobody, but... <laughs> Well, it's going to make it back here in manufacturing for the arms suppliers, which in turn will give some kickbacks to the politicians. Mm -hmm. Well, and and again, man, when which I don't, I don't look at gas, man. Like look at all, which again, the 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 fuel prices direct result of insanely bad and catastrophic and self self-deprecating policy, you know, um, 
it's but when in addition to all the bad domestic policy 40 billion and so dude you obviously have a wide swath of the establishment republicans in, in, in my personal opinion let's take blackburn for an example it's almost like when she asks the katanji brown to define a woman that makes for a good sound clip and you you made a point sure but she'll use that come campaign time trying to and and she'll use this come campaign time because she knew that that would pass and, she, and I would I would wager and, and I would submit that Marsha Blackburn just like all the others wanted it to pass but she's getting plausible deniability come election time because in my opinion the people in her state know that she sold them out on election fraud on January 6th and the people that I know from that region are not happy about it and they don't plan to vote for her over that, and, and which I don't think she's up until, let's see, 20, 24, 26. I can't, they're six-year terms, but I, the people I know that live there that we've talked to don't have any interest. And, again, that's not – I'm not a polling mechanism. I don't know, but – I think I think all of these Republicans take turns doing that. Like, hey, you, yeah. you can set this one out or vote against this one. We'll vote for it, and next one – yeah, we'll flip it because, like you said, all they're, all they're doing is adding their campaign yes. speech. So, uh, continuing, Holly said the forty billion Ukraine bill represents a return to nation building. Mm-hmm. Wrong choice. I'm a no, and again, can't disagree with that. I support helping Ukraine expel the Russian invasion, but as inflation, gas prices, and shortages wallop Americans here at home, I cannot support. $40 billion of new spending unless it's offset with cuts or taken from already authorized funds, especially when the European Union isn't matching what we're doing to end this conflict in their own backyard. Braun, who voted against the legislation, said in a statement this week, I am fully in support of Ukraine and its effort to push back on Russian aggression. I am, however, concerned about this particular request. President Biden requested $33 billion, yet we are voting on a $40 billion package. It's important to give Ukraine the support they need. I don't know necessarily about that. They need, but we also need to be pragmatic about the amount of money we are spending. Loomis, who also voted against the bill, said in a statement, in contrast, Senator Temple Garment Mitt Romney (laughs) contended that America needs to send Ukraine the tens of billions of dollars in aid to stand with the freedom-loving people of Ukraine. So here's – you want to listen to this? Yeah, let's – All right, let's do that. I I hate this guy's voice. You're going to be hearing all sorts of reasons not to send military hardware to Ukraine. There's a Ukraine support bill in the Senate that's been already passed there. It provides $40 billion, half of which... Start that over. You're going to be hearing all sorts of reasons not to send military hardware to Ukraine. There's a Ukraine support bill in the Senate that's been already passed there. It provides $40 billion, half of which, $20 billion, is for military arms going to Ukraine. Now, one senator said... He said it's already been in the Senate where it passed there. He'd passed the House. Like, dude, you're a senator. He doesn't like, even know what's yeah, what like, voted which on. is obviously he's reading a teleprompter. But yeah. did you catch that? Yeah. He said it, it's already passed the Senate. No, you're voting on it, jackass, and you're in the Senate, you moron. Temple garments. Come on, dude. Well, it may have already been passed behind yeah. doors. Yeah, they know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. And he will vote no because we should be paying attention to the needs of Americans, to American interests. Well, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. And it's very much in the best interests of Americans to see Ukraine succeed and Russia fail. If Russia wins, this will not be the last time it invades a neighbor. And war is bad for everyone, even here in America. 
It interrupts the flow of raw materials. Okay, you gotta, that's enough. And, and yeah, war is bad. Except yeah. for them when yeah. they had their pockets off of oh, it. Oh, yeah, and you love to be involved in it at every chance you get, dude. And it's funny because he's, act, he's actually, at least to some degree, I feel like when you're listening to him talk and the way it's patronizing in his speech, a page out of Kamala Harris's book. Like, you're talking to people as if they're stupid because, no... They're going to tell you that you should worry about American interests first. Yes, we should. And because that was, that's one of the things where, and dude, I can admit this, man, with the benefit of hindsight, growth, maturity, and age, um, you know, I, I fell for the whole, the, and a lot of people would deny this. I'm just being honest. Like after 9-11, like the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan, like, oh yeah, the terrorists are there. We're going to get them. There's weapons of mass destruction. Of mass destruction. Like, oh yeah, okay, that sounds good. Like, hoorah, let's do that. No, like, dude, 20-plus years later, you people were full of crap then, and you're absolutely full of crap now. So you can sit there in one side of your mouth and say that you, that war is bad, but to pretend that you haven't engaged in it or been in these proxy wars the, the entirety of your career, dude, how stupid. And that, that's, that's how stupid they do believe that we are. And, again, to, to, not to, to get off too, too far off the ranch here, but that is why society remains so sublimated by design by the entertainment apparatus in totality. They don't want you paying attention to any of this. And so, and I talk about it all the time, like, well, I'm not political. Damn it, you should be. And again, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes. I don't know, don't know who got what, when, or where. But I, I've been just hearing more and more lately about people that got that vaccine as far as from a standpoint of paying attention. It boggles my mind the amount of people that I know that are coming like, oh, yeah, well, I, I got the first two. Like, well, why'd you never tell me that? Because they're ashamed. But on a side note, there's tons and tons of bad information coming out about having gotten that. And so the people that were pro-vaccine, well, he's one of, yeah. talked about it in that same fashion. And so I can't understand why the people that still believe that this is a benevolent endeavor to send this massive amount of money to Ukraine, I don't why, why they can't make the connection with it's the who's who of the swampiest establishment. And what I was going to say a minute ago, though, Donald Trump turned the, the Republican Party mentality on its head because the last choice we had before Trump for the Republican Party was this jackass, yeah. and he's horrible, and he deserved to lose. I don't know that he that if he legitimately lost or not, but I'm glad he wasn't the pre I mean. I'm pretty sure he legitimately lost because he he didn't win yeah. anybody. Yeah, I know. I have to agree with you, and but in and that was the difference, you know. Like, um, and that's why the whole the the previous story occurred because and it sounds cliche for a redneck to say to say it because it's been beat to death to death by every hillbilly from here to Timbuktu. But the reality is, is that. People knew that he wasn't like the establishment rebuked Donald Trump because he was not part of that system, and like what they what they wanted you to think was a negative about his bombast, and along with that came his penchant for questioning everything, and he was very vocal and again bombastic about it. Why is this money being spent here like this? Dude, he wouldn't approve of this. No. You know, he wouldn't sign off on it, and that was the thing. Like they didn't like that. This guy's asking too many questions. He's got too many eyeballs on him. And he's asking too many questions about where this money's going. Hence the reason when he's asking the, the universal soldier of Ukraine to about what transpired with Biden there when Biden was literally on video talking about a corrupt endeavor with foreign aid. Oh, no, we got to impeach him over that. Why would anybody trust what these people are doing over there? I, I can't tell you with any degree of actual certainty what's occurring in Ukraine, but I can tell you this. These people are getting rich 
and we're getting kicked in the nuts again. Yes. So daily. Well, I would. I think he's so eager to send some to Ukraine. He's made so much there. He might ought to send some back. Yeah. You know him and his family. Oh, his family. Well, that's the thing now. Like, send the MIGs. They want MIGs. Send the MIGs. It's. And again, there's no oversight. And that was written into the legislation we discussed a few weeks ago. There's no oversight for this no. money. No, and this money, from yeah. what I was reading yesterday, it's being borrowed from China. Absolutely it is. and But that's the difference. They like the left. And because a lot of this appeases the left. But too many to be comfortable on the right believe that the the emotional appeal that oh this is for the Ukrainian people the Ukrainian people this isn't going to benefit them any so the people that they've they've which another question about the Ukraine for me would be so Bono is over there having a concert with some other people I've never heard of yeah, so uh, how can you be over there during the middle of a war right Jill yeah. Biden is over yeah. here the which I got to say about Jill Mitch Biden McConnell was over there Turtle Turtle McConnell yeah. dude I have something very funny and we should put I, you know what I'll tell you what I'm going to put it on my Truth Social. So that's right. You can find us at True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. And it's uh, actually Dick Levine, the Human Health Services Secretary, uh, cross-dresser. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like superimposed. Like, it's him, then like a mixture of him and Mitch McConnell, the Mitch McConnell. Dude, I'm going to show it to you right now. It's, it's just uncanny. Check it out. Oh I mean, God, they're I'm basically like, twinsies, yeah. dude. That's crazy. Yeah. You sure it's not the same person? Yeah. Daddy? That's definitely a possibility. Again, you guys can see that on our social account. Have you seen both of them at the same place? I have not. Nope. Sure had, dude. They do talk different. Mitch McConnell, I'm trying to do the stately speech. Please stop talking. I I would like, you know, as as he's talking, like basically push his face from the side over and down. Sit sit in the corner and shut them up. You don't have to edit that because I did it myself. All that being said, so Jill Biden is over there. So the, the fake... The doctors in the house. The un- <laughs> yes, the, the great doctor. Yeah, she's I'm a saying? great doctor. Great she's doctor. a hell of a doctor. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. So yeah, the uh, hell of a doctor goes over there. Even like uh, Nancy Pelosi's been over there. So you have this revolving door of swamp politicians going over there, getting selfies with this idiot, taking pictures with this guy, and uh, and they're like, I was reading a little bit about his personal wealth. He's worth a lot of money. Number one, I wonder why. But, dude, it's, yeah, we're having this this all-out, you know, Russian aggression that's just this catastrophic deal, and you guys are just going in and out of here like it's Disneyland. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. No, because uh, you don't see any of them. You know, the, the reporters have helmets and body armor on, and then they're taking it off after they do their little interviews. Uh, kind of like they did with the masks. But, yeah. you know, these idiots are going over there just walking around like it's nothing, but yet... So they feel safer there than they do in D.C. because they have to build a fence around where yes. they go to work every day. Yeah. <laughs> where, 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 does that make any sense no, at all? No, it doesn't. Like, let's go to a f- quote-unquote war zone, walk around with our selfie sticks, take pictures all day, come back home, and we got to be behind a, a fence. We, we, we can't do it. We can't do it here. Bullets whizzing by their head as they're getting off the plane. Oh, it's like Hillary taking sniper fire. Yeah. yeah. Who was the, who was the uh, the anchor? Was it Brian Williams? Dude, yes. who was just lying? Then he lied a little bit more. He was everywhere, man. Then he told, he told some big lies, little half lie. Like, dude, that he, guy. He was in Roswell, didn't you know that? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. 
He was actually at the moon landing. <laughs> so, this is now we're over here on the uh, postmillennial.com. And this is beautiful. <clears throat> this is like the third or fourth time this has happened. So, like, the whole ghost of Kiev deal was, was all hogwash. And, like, Kensinger and a few others fell for that. MSNBC, quote, military analyst, post video game clip claiming it's Ukraine war footage. So, he, here's his tweet. Russian aircraft getting nailed by Ukrainian missile defense. Russians are losing large numbers of attack aircraft. Ukraine air defense becoming formidable. This is General Barry McCaffrey. On Monday, retired four-star general and MSNBC military analyst Barry R. McCaffrey posted a clip of video game footage to Twitter. Alongside it, he claimed it was a display of strength from Ukraine's air defense. It's actually footage from a video game. The clip in question came from YouTube's short section and is titled, Russian MiG-29s get shot down by air defense system. Hashtag shorts air defense Arma 3. Arma 3 is an open-world military tactical shooter game for PC published in September of 2013. What's captured on video is two in-game jets being shot down by an air defense system set up on the ground. McCaffrey's tweet was deleted at some point after Benny Johnson pointed out the glaring mistake. And so, uh, why is left-wing corporate media allowed to spread misinformation about a war while they advocate for censorship of conservatives and facts-checking of memes? He added, Russian aircraft getting nailed by Ukrainian missile defense. Russians are losing large numbers of attack aircraft. So, go, go back up just a little bit. We'll see what his, the, the uh, conservative's first tweet was. MSNBC's military analyst posting a fake, fake war videos from a video game. Yeah, then he said the second comment. So... <clears throat> Scroll down a little bit. You want to watch it? Oh, sure. It's a video game. Yeah, I mean, it looks... It does look somewhat real, but uh, that that looks a little... Yeah, Now it doesn't look look real at all, actually. Oh, geez. And this is a military, quote-unquote, analyst. Okay. Uh Yeah. So the same one that... (laughs) He was he the analyst when this they were looking for weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> possibly. Iraq. Possibly. He's old enough. Yeah, he saw some barrels of oil. Or when we was leaving Afghanistan. Yeah. I'll be glad when he is a barrel of oil, <laughs> which shouldn't be long because he's a dinosaur already. The 79-year-old is a regular MSNBC commentator who goes on air to talk about the ongoing war in Ukraine. He recently told the show's host that Ukraine needs to absorb new military technology and called Russia's invasion a strategic disaster, just like the uh, TikTok stars that went to the White House mm-hmm. for their, their indoctrination. Not their indoctrination, but their propaganda meeting. General McCaffrey's colleague on the Council of Foreign Relations, Max Boot, was also spotted retweeting the four-star <laughs> general's misleading video. Monday's gaffe is not the first time media pundits have mistaken video game footage as the real thing. At the onset of the war in late February, a tall tale arose claiming an ace fighter pilot called the Ghost of Kiev was taking out Russian aircraft at an accelerated pace. But... As Kotaku discussed at the time, accompanying clips showcasing Ghost of Kiev feats were actually from a digital combat simulator video game released in 2013. USA Today published a fact-check debunking rumors that viral comedian star Sam High was not the Ghost of Kiev. Some people had claimed as much, and even rep Adam Kinzinger, who's a complete moron of Illinois, was briefly fooled by it. And the only reason they saw that briefly is because someone had to tell him if they hadn't told him he would still be fooled because he's a fool. So that is your Ukraine coverage for the week. Thank God. That's too much. <laughs> okay, and next up we are on Gateway Pundit, um, True the Vote, which is the, the faction that was behind 
all the information that was in 2000 Mules. 2000 Mules going back to theaters this weekend, by the way. That was an excellent movie. Yeah. I have not seen it yet. Are you kidding me? Dang, if I knew that, I would have brought the DVD. I'd have brought the, I would have brought the empty case of a DVD and told you to quit being a cheap biatch and, <laughs> and knuckle up 30 bucks. Now it's 20. They drop, well, no, I don't know. That might be 30, but they dropped the price too. So, and you can buy it online digitally. So it's like 1999. And I you want, can, I want to be able to watch it on TV. You got a smart TV, right? Yeah. Well, then you can get it on your phone and screen mirror. Yeah, see, see dude, that's so the thing. Smart. Oh, well, that was our that was our tech section for the week. <laughs> you're welcome. So, yeah, so uh, True the Vote announces they now have footage of the 2020 Green Bay drop boxes are working with law enforcement in Wisconsin. True the Vote's Catherine Engelbrecht and fraud investigator Greg Phillips sat down with the Epic Times this weekend for an update on the ballot trafficking investigations. Catherine Engelbrecht announced that the, her organization now have video footage of the ballot boxes from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Catherine and Greg claimed that Obama-affiliated NGOs, non-governmental organizations, spent billions to steal the 2020 elections. Catherine also said True the Vote is working with at least two local law enforcement agencies in the state. Catherine Engelbrecht, on balance, we are going to look back at this, and a lot of what happened was the result of Americans and their spirit knowing something was going so wrong. Where do we start looking? And there wasn't clarity, and passionate people were trying to figure this out. Where we find ourselves now is Americans are awake, and they're increasingly awake. Hopefully, what we are putting together, they're going to be able to see and feel and have the belief that will encourage them. Their guts are right. This is happening. It's happening on a national scale. We just got Green Bay video, or Brown County, Wisconsin, a week ago, so it's coming. Greg Phillips listed four points that will make a difference in cleaning up U.S. elections. Greg Phillips, I think there's going to be some very sophisticated technologies that are going to be employed from teams like ours and others that are going to come around and really make a big difference. These four pillars. Number one, if they clean up the voter rolls, do a meaningful job cleaning up the voter rolls. Number two, if they'll stop all this mail-in balloting. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. Speaking of that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I did see an article earlier this week where uh, Pennsylvania mailed out 1.5 million mail-in ballots, and they received 2.58 million back yeah. in. And so, with that, with that, that uh, primary, the Senate primary, uh, so that that's still not done. That was what Tuesday night, and yeah. this is what Thursday, and they still haven't called that this because they're, they're they're not. Oh, today's Friday. Okay, fine. Calendar guy, <laughs> thanks for that calendar update, buddy. <laughs> this isn't the time show. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, no, okay, that was Tuesday, today's Friday, so however many days that is. I'm bad at math, too. I know, it's like we've seen that before already, you know. <laughs> that I'm bad at math? No, the boats. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure, dude, and it's, it's, it's playing out all over again, and uh, which that's that's Oz, that's what I mean, what's his first name, the the one that Trump endorsed Oz? I don't like the guy, I, I think, it, I, I feel it's a bad pick, but hey, whatever, we're in, we're, we're in it now, so uh, I like the black woman. Well, yeah. she said some really what they deemed to be caustic things about Islam and X, Y, and Z. I didn't have a problem with anything that she said. I liked all of it. Yeah. She was the, apparently she was another, yet another face, black face of white nationalism and white supremacy. I'm assuming that's what they would say. I mean, there's a long list. Yeah, Brandon Tatum, Candace Owens, Larry Elder, Thomas Sowell. There's a lot of them. Uh, Clarence Thomas, Eddie. Our friend. Yeah. Uh, number three, if they get rid of the drop boxes. Number four, and they make these serious crimes, make people pay for this stuff. Those four things will go a long way for cleaning up the problems that we're seeing. And Catherine Engelberg announced True the Vote was working with 
Wisconsin. They're making great strides and investigations are ongoing. We are now working with two local law enforcement agencies, so we're excited about that. Michigan, we're just starting to scratch the surface of Michigan. This is good news for Wisconsin Patriots who are concerned about free elections in the states. One of the things that I wanted to expound upon that he said, like, yeah, sure, there'll be technology, X, Y, Z. We've talked quite a bit about uh, Dan Schultz precinct strategy. So, like, basically one of the best, better ways to get involved at the base of the Republican Party, flood it and take it over from the bottom up. But here's the thing, and using Pennsylvania for the example, so anywhere that they have these ballot boxes, and obviously if this started to happen, they would try to develop probably municipal laws of some sort to basically counteract it. But do the same people that you would round up to try to take to to flood your Republican Party? Dude, everybody's got phones, everybody's got cameras, you, you can work shifts and you can, you can film because they're going to try to keep cam- from having to put cameras in a lot of these ballot boxes. So if there's one in close proximity to where you live, you and a couple buddies do for the, for the amount of time that that thing's out there, keep an eye on it, keep a camera on it, have a hidden camera on it, whatever. So you don't have to sit there 24, you know, you have somebody out there 24 hours a day or have somebody out there at, at all times, you know, whatever to keep people from doing this. And it's that crucial. And that's the type of tactics that, that patriotic people are going to have to take to avert what we saw before. Because, dude, you, which I would have to imagine that the left, that they would have to modify their tactics to pull this off again to the level that they did. But just like she said, like as far as Michigan goes, they're starting to scratch the surface. They don't know all of the tactics that were employed to, to pull this off in its entirety. The ballot stuffing was yet one aspect. And the thing is, it's pretty simplistic it's more brazen than it is um, than it is uh, complex. It just took it's just in your face. But that shows you what they actually they do. These people, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here. The people really that, that realize this, but they couldn't care any. Like they're no different than the person that steals at your job, or you know what I mean, steals gas at the. You know what I mean? I saw a thing the other day where. Since gas is so high, like if you go up to a pump, like I would pull up on the left side of the pump, I would take the nozzle from the left side and go put it and put it wrap wrap it around to the other side. And so when you you come back over to that left side, pull your car up, you've got the one from the right side, but you pay, and I've got the nozzle over on my side. <laughs> They're these type of people. That's yeah. that's my point. That this is stuff that they would do. Did, did everybody? Understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They'll cr- they'll cross the hoses, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're a po- they're on the wrong side. And so when you walk up, you put in the so- hose for the right side, but you just paid for the left side. Yes. I've only done it twice, but it worked good. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dude, everybody knows that's a joke. I have an electric Prius. Do they make an electric Prius? I have no idea. You it's definitely look like you hybrid. Would, you look like you'd ride one. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Everybody, pick on me always. What's next? And next, we are back on the Gateway Pundit, and the headline is, here we go again, Biden administration buys millions of doses of monkeypox vaccine after cases confirmed in Massachusetts. Health officials currently investigating second potential case in NYC. And since this article has been released, it has been confirmed. In NYC. Yes. With midterms fast approaching, Democrat approval ratings cratering out of control, the hysteria surrounding COVID-19 rapidly waning, it seemed like it was only a matter of time before another crisis developed that would help the left reinstitute the tyrannical control mechanisms they used throughout the China virus pandemic. Well, now we have monkeypox. A viral infection that is traditionally mild and rare in humans popping up all across the Western countries. 
Oddly enough, the virus is seemingly spreading from person to person like never before, leaving many people, including those in the scientific community, scratching their heads and asking themselves what is going on. So stop right there. Go back up. Sorry. The virus is seemingly spreading from person to person like never before. So that, what, that, what I've been reading about that particular statement is you, there's no person to person contact. Like it's just popping up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, so they, they can't track the transmission from the UK to here because that's where one of the first places that, that, it, that it supposedly appeared. So that's what that, sounds that's like, what that meant. Sounds like that level four lab in Wuhan has been hard at it again. <laughs> now we are obviously a long way off from what we experienced with the last pandemic, but either way, whether the origin of, the, of this more transmissible monkeypox virus are natural or something else like COVID-19, Wuhan, et cetera, Thank you, Reverso, for that. The timing of this outbreak is curious, to say the least. With a recent surge of nearly 40 cases in Europe, the first positive case being confirmed in the U.S. on Wednesday is Massachusetts, and a second potential case now being investigated by health officials in New York City. The Biden administration is wasting no time in, quote, preparing for the next public health emergency. On Thursday, the federal government ordered 13 million monkeypox vaccines from the European biotechnology company Bavarian Nordic, according to Newsweek. An all total of 119 million was spent on the... How do you pronounce that? Gynios vaccines, whatever that means, which works out to about $9.15 per dose. U.S. buys monkeypox vaccine. There's a picture of what monkeypox looks like. That's disgusting. A press release announced the sale by Barbarian Nordic clarified some of the specifics of the purchase agreement with the U.S. Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, which is part of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And we know that that place is ran by brainy surgeons because Dick Levine works there. According to their announcement, the agency had exercised the first options under the contract to supply a freeze-dried version of the small, however you Genios, I'm probably mispronouncing that, butchering it, but whatever, smallpox vaccine. The first doses of this version of the monkeypox vaccine are expected to be delivered and invoiced in 2023 and 2024. Seems helpful. So yeah. this is uh, May of 2022. This is going to be right around the time they save us all right before the election. Yeah. And coincide with the, us giving authority over to the WHO to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's talking about that. I mean, that that they've that kind of proposal's been like in the news cycle for about two weeks. And my take on that is, dude, you I, good and luck. It, well, I'm a simplistic redneck, dude. So I don't I don't know the ins and outs of your treaty. Don't really care. But dude, the constitu- you you can't supersede and circumvent the constitution to that degree without the the, the obviously any approval of the people. And so the, the wanton way in which they're trying to do things, if you force people's hands within the, 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 the legal confines of the constitution, their people are not going to take that land down. It's as simple as that. You can, you can say and put whatever on paper and make whatever agreement that y'all think you want on. And it's not even on our behalf because the American people never agreed to that. And it'll work out exactly the way that, that it should so yeah, you you can say whatever you want. That's kind of my thought too. But but let's let's try it that way then. Like we can do it the easy way, the hard way. Like whatever, dude. That, that's how I feel about that whole debacle because because we could spend so much time just breaking that down. And uh, Reverso is already whining about falling asleep. So whatever. No, I'm not whining. <laughs> dude, can you? Golly, this guy can't take a joke. <laughs> All right, what's next? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our special segment. The adults are back in charge. And you know, dude, everybody hates, which I gave her a new name just now, so I'm not going to, 
I'll call her by her name later, but her new name is Pilly McPillowitz because she's a pillhead. And uh, people hate Pilly McPillowitz, but they love to make fun of her, and so do I. So uh, one of the biggest things that, that people like that I got the most messages about was the significance of the passage of time. But that's not what she wants to talk about today. She wants to talk about working together. So uh, go ahead and roll it. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. That is a cool. So oh, you you, you got five, I got six because it was five and a half. Okay, she's going to do it there in the middle. She we're going to work, and then she caught herself. But what's amazing to me is that she's so brain dead, so pilled out, and so off in la la land that she doesn't realize she's repeating just like last time the same phrase over and over and over. It's like the drunk at the bar tells you the same story mm-hmm. all the time. It's beautiful. But, I mean, dude, six times in 30 seconds, so that's every five seconds. <laughs> Who it's was like, she looking over at? Like, she was, like, lost and confused. Like, and she, uh, whoever probably holds her pill bottle, I'm going to take a wild guess. She's like, I'll just, yeah. yeah. The pill handler. Whatever the name for your pill handler is. Like, basically, in golf, it would be a caddy. So, her pill caddy. Pill, he, pill assistant. Pill assistant. <laughs> if she, wait, well, she she's the deciding factor in the Senate. When she goes to, to the Senate, they don't call it Capitol Hill. They call it Capitol Pill. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Sorry. Not boom roasted. <laughs> that was terrible. Anyway, that was a bomb. Sorry. Capitol Pill. Maybe she'll pill herself. <laughs> Over the pill. And also, sadly, this week, or was it last week, when when did Jen Psaki leave? Uh, it was last week. Last week. Peppermint Patty is gone. Yeah. I hate to see her go. Uh, I didn't. I can't uh, stand yeah, her. I, I thought it was going to be bad, but I think this is going to be the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it, the, it, well, it, dude, it might even be better. People know my opinion on this woman, so this is Corinne Jean-Pierre. We'll just call her KGP. KJP. KGP. I'm... Hooked on phonics. Didn't work for me. KJP. So, she, to me, has a... Well, she's a commie piece of crap. But at least her demeanor is not, like, total big. Is anybody with me? Is, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're free to disagree. I just think that... But this woman is absolutely very, very not intelligent. One of the things I've noticed right off the bat... And, you know, when she was filling in, I would see her do it too. But she's always, like, she never looks away from her notes at all. Yeah. And so, and uh, Peppermint Patty would, you know, she she would look back and forth. But this woman barely looks away from her notes. And she almost seems frantic when she's, she's who would want this job? That's, I think I've seen a video of this where she's, like, flipping through the pages trying to find the answer. Well, no, she, she checks off all the diversity boxes. And so there, that's one of the reasons that her and Kamala are so stupid is because they were hired for what they are or, you know, or, or what they identify as versus what their skill set is, and this is what you get. And, dude, it's comical, man. Like, it's I'm, 
I'll let her explain to you what she is, and we'll move on to some more stuff about her. But yeah, this is this is her uh, explanation. So or whatever, hit it. I am obviously acutely aware uh, that my presence at this podium uh, represents a few firsts. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman, the first of all three of those to hold this position. I would not be here today if it were not for generations of barriers, barrier-breaking people before me. I stand on their shoulders. If, if it were not for generations of barrier-breaking people before me, I would not be here. But um, I benefit from their sacrifices. I have learned from their ex ex excellence, and I am forever grateful to them. Representation does matter. You hear us, you hear us say this uh, often in this administration, and no one understands this better than President Biden. So representation matters. What she did to do a Kamala Harris tactic where she said the the about the uh, people that came before her, the groundbreakers or whatever, then she said it kind of in the reverse of what she said. So she repeated herself, but you wouldn't be here if you weren't that. Like, So you're not really breaking any barriers other than your diversity hire. You got hired because of those criteria, not your skill set. Like, I would not want a job because of my skin color or my sexual preference because that's all it is. That, you're, that, that is so weird to me. That, that seems more like racial discrimin uh, racial discrimination. Oh, than, absolutely. For sure. You know, then. But, like I said, she's, to me, uh, she's, I, I, granted, she says she's a lesbian, whatever. To me, she's way more attractive to Jin Saki. She's, <laughs> I mean, that's just me. I don't know. Whatever. Like, I just think that Jin Saki is so ugly and so spiteful. Like, she's just a hateful. <laughs> she does look more happy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's because she's an airhead. It's because she's not smart. Like, she's ignorance is bliss, so they say. Kind of got the same speech pattern as Joe Biden, too, stumbling. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And so, as promised, we've got a few videos. And so, a lot of the people that, that write the articles that we read in various places around, they refer to uh, Peter Ducey as, when, when he gets fired up, it's du <laughs> Ducey time. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> He's uh, he he's, he pulls no punches. He makes uh, he takes no prisoners like that. He just he's coming in hot on this one, dude. So he gives her no uh, he gives her no feeling out period. And so uh, we'll go with this one here. To get into this country legally, is there any kind of discussion about giving people who are coming here the right way money? Why would I? Why would we be giving people who are coming here the white right way money? Why are you giving people who came here the wrong? I, I mean, but I. Oh snap! <laughs> so if if you if that was hard to, could you tell what was was said there? Not a thing. He he yeah. So he asked her, "You've been giving people that are coming here the wrong way money. Is there any is there any incentive to give people that are coming here the right way money?" She says, "Why would we be giving people the the the, the, the here the right way money?" He says, "Well, you're giving people that come here the wrong way money," <laughs> and of course. She's got no She has no answer. Yeah. Oh, and so, and then a la Kamala style, here is this gym. Well. But how does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans? So, look, I think we encourage those who have done very well 
right, especially those who care about climate change, uh, to support a fair ta tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation, and not let this, this, that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this ex existential problem, if you think about that as an example. Well. I don't, I don't even know how to break that down. What, like, I don't speak that language. Yeah, I don't even think there was an answer in there. <laughs> there wasn't. <laughs> I, what, I, think, I, I think the angle she was trying to take was that, I don't know. No, I'm not even, no, I'm done. I, that. I wouldn't have ordered any points for that. No. Mm -mm. But that is the end of... The adults are back in charge for this week, which brings us to, hey, and listen, I'm running the board today, so when I mess up the intro to this week and idiot cross-dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nudge job wackos, take it up with somebody else. Hey, listen, take it up with our trash can, the complaint department. But if you don't like it, you can email us at info at bcblpodcast.com. Truth is Blue Collar Blacklisted pod at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Email is info at bcblpodcast.com. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please get ready for this week an idiot cross dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos. Nope. There we are. <laughs> I got this all wrong. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Buford might be in trouble when he comes back. Uh, I mean, whatever. Prominent trans activists celebrated by liberal press faces 16 felony charges for sexual abuse of a boy. New York Times described Hernandez as a, quote, transgender human rights activist who fled El Salvador in June of 2017 to the United States after facing severe police brutality. Good night. That thing is scary. There will be a link in the uh, description. This is on the postmillennial.com, by the way. No, we got to pause for a minute, dude. I need to look at this thing for a second. What a beast. Dude, if I saw that thing in the grocery store... Let let's let me say this a different way, just because I don't know how without you know what I mean for listeners to understand. Um, let's say it's I like eggnog. Let's say it's Christmas time and the best brand of eggnog. There's only one left. And I can see it in the in in the cooler, and I'm 20 feet away, and that thing's 10 feet away between us. I'm going home without the eggnog. I'm leaving. That thing is, I mean, dude, it's like an alligator. Like, dude, you're not going near an alligator, right? That thing no, is creepy. No. That What is more scary, that thing or an alligator? That thing. That, well, yeah. And you know it, it. It's from El Salvador. It's probably an MS-13. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one of those do not pets. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, dude, that thing is disgusting. Golly, Bill. So that's a biological dude, obviously. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's get into this.
A prominent trans activist who, who was highly praised by liberal media outlets and institutions is now facing 16 felony charges for the alleged sexual abuse of a minor following a sextortion investigation. Carlos Arturo Aparicio Hernandez, why do you need four names? 36 of Taylorsville, Utah, a biological male who identifies as a woman named Raza, is accused of the sexual abuse and exploitation of 15-year-old boy after sending the victim a friend request on Facebook posing as a teenage girl. According to charging documents, the 15-year-old victim accepted a friend request on Facebook in January of 2021 from someone he was led to believe was a female his own age. After communicating for months, the victim sent nude photos at the request of Hernandez and was later asked to meet in person. Court documents state, goodness gracious. <laughs> it looks like Corey Feldman mixed with a velociraptor with boobs. That's a good analogy. That's very... Thank you. Thank you for that. The victim invited Hernandez to his home in West Valley City, Utah, where he then discovered that the girl he thought he was talking to was a transgender sexual predator. Upon arrival, Hernandez forced the boy to engage in, quote, sexual acts by blackmailing him and threatening to release the minor's explicit photos if he didn't comply. Hernandez recorded the assault, charging document state. The two men... I'm sorry. The two met on three separate occasions following repeated threats from Hernandez, according to the court documents. The West Valley Police Department busted Hernandez in a sting operation after the incident was reported to authorities. Officers gained access to the victim's Facebook account through a search warrant and arranged a meeting with Hernandez. Officers arrested Hernandez when he showed up to the meeting location and booked him into the Salt Lake County Jail. Carlos, whatever his long name is, Hernandez was charged last Thursday in the 3rd District Court with 16 felonies. The charges include one count of aggravated sexual extortion, six counts of forcible sodomy. Wow. Three counts of forcible sexual abuse, five counts of sexual exploitation of a minor, and one count of enticing a minor. In 2017, Hernandez fled his home country of El Salvador and was granted asylum in the United States where he settled in Los Angeles, California. A champion for trans rights, Hernandez gained notoriety amongst trans activists after the New York Times featured Hernandez in an article in 2018 about the obstacles that face LGBTQ migrants. And that will somehow be part of its defense. The New York Times described Hernandez as a, quote, transgender human rights activist who fled El Salvador in June of 2017 the United States, for the United States after facing severe police brutality. God, this guy's hideous. How can you not tell that's a man? Oh, there's no possible way. Like, that, that is, dude, that is just terrifying. Following the publication of the New York Times article, Hernandez was invited to the Cannon House office building in Washington, D.C. to give a speech at an event held by the Council of Global Equality in 2019. Hernandez spoke about the alleged discrimination he experienced from immigration and customs enforcement, of course, staff members because of his gender identity and sexuality. That, you know what, dude? Like, you absolutely deserve a more severe degree of scrutiny if you're coming th through a security checkpoint and you're a biological man dressed as a woman. Yes, that's suspicious. It's odd, and it's it's weird. Yes. I just muted myself, if you didn't notice. That was going to be an F-bomb. Wait a minute. And it's weird. Is that right? Yeah. Because of his gender identity and sexuality. In March of 2020... Hernandez was invited to speak. How would they know what his sexuality was? They just know that you're a biological man that's parading around, cross-dressed as a woman with a bunch of terrible makeup on and fake boobs. Isn't sexuality supposed to be fluid now? Yes. In March 2020, Hernandez was invited to speak at the University of Southern California School of Law on the topic of asylum, disability, and mental health, according to Redo Magazine. 
Hernandez was also featured in the 2018 Univision article where he was hailed as a transgender immigrant activist. Univision teamed up with a student journalist at California State University at Fullerton for the piece which discussed Hernandez's experience being beaten by police in his home country. There's no details on that, and I think that's because it's probably made up. Despite facing 16 felony charges for the alleged sexual abuse, and hey, look, the police should have beat you sure of freaking child molester, yeah. wacko. Well, they probably thought it was something trying to attack them. <laughs> they probably Chup- thought it was... Chupacabra. Ch- yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Despite facing 16 felony charges for the alleged sexual abuse of an ex- and exploitation of a minor, Hernandez showed a Facebook post in 2017, which advocated against the sexual abuse of children. And so here's that. On the National Day for the Eradication of Sexual Violence Exercise Against Girls and Children in El Salvador and 18 years from the murder of Katya Miranda Jimenez, symbol of the struggle, the Secretary of Social Inclusion reaffirms its commitment to its, whatever that is, working and promotion and defense of human rights of adolescents and young people through City Women Program. Hernandez is being held at Salt Lake County Jail while awaiting trial at the request of prosecutors who say took advantage of the victim and extorted the victim for his own sexual gain, according to KSL. So, yeah, there's your transgender asylum wacko Democrat nutjob pervert cross-dressing moron confused idiot. Did that backwards. That's okay. What do you think about that? That is kind of par for the course for those people, is it? Reverso. That's just freaking disgusting. And uh, I can't say anything because it'll get edited out. So <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. All right. And go on to the next story. Hey, wait, somebody was wondering the other day on a few shows ago, uh, we had discussed, you know, obviously several times about Disney and then wondering what their numbers have done. And so we're back here on Breitbart and programming Disney's favorability rating plummets 53 points in one year. And look, lo and behold, there's a whole bunch of those cross-dressing wackos Got two guys kissing. Yeah, in a cartoon and rely. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <clears throat> Disgusting. And they just announced they're coming out with their own own LGBTQ plus clothing line. They get did I get all the letters in there. No, because I, I think there's. A, I think I A-R-I-Q-T. saw that article and I think they had a. There was a I A LGBTQIA plus. I don't know oh, what those stand see, for. I'm behind the times. Intersexual. And asexual was one of them, yeah, because we discussed that, and we were kind of confused about the asexual deal. So we still don't know how that works with humans. In a new poll, far-left NBC News buried a devastating find about the shameless child-grooming degenerates at Disney rather than report... Rather than report out Disney's favorability crash, NBC ignored it altogether. Other outlets dishonestly reported on the find as some sort of triumph over... Governor Ron DeSantis, but here's the thing. The child-grooming degenerates at Walt Disney Company are in serious trouble. The brand has been smashed to pieces. When your once-universally-beloved multinational corporation that is now barely polling better than a politician, what more is there to say? So here's the rundown on Disney's net favorability rating since 2017. For those not familiar with the polling lingo, net favorability simply subtracts your unfavorable rating from your favorable rating. If 17% of the public view you unfavorably and 80% view view you favorably, your net favorability is plus 63 points. On the flip side, if 80% view you unfavorably and 17% view you favorably, your net favorability is negative 63 points. 
the internals are no longer available for this 2017 morning consult poll here, but we do know that five years ago's Disney's net favorability rating was a very healthy plus 63%. About 14 months ago, public opinion strategies found that Disney still had a very favorable image among Americans, a net favorability rating of plus 56, 77% favorable, 20% unfavorable. Oh, but what a difference a year makes. A year filled with Disney coming out of the closet to openly advocate for schools, to sexually groom prepubescent children with gay porn, anti-science transsexual voodoo. I like that term. In a poll released over the weekend, NBC found and hid the fact that Disney's net favorability rating has crashed 53 points to a devastating plus three, a fall from plus 56 to just plus three in one year. Those numbers are fine for a politician. They are death for a corporation. NBC found that only 33% of those polled had a positive opinion of Disney, while 30% felt unfavorably towards the degenerate child grooming company. That's one only a single point better than Governor DeSantis, who sits at plus 2.28% favorable, 26% unfavorable. And this is a national poll where Disney has close to 100% name recognition and 31% don't know DeSantis. As I said above, some outlets are dishonestly spending this as a win for Disney, which is beyond pathetic. No corporation, especially a corporation like Disney, wants to poll like a politician. But this is exactly what these sick child abusers deserve. Disney is supposed to protect the innocent children. It's supposed to create content that helps children grow into healthy, stable, competent adults. Well, over the last year, Disney did a 180. Disney has declared war on America's children with a stated crusade meant to sexualize innocent children with gay porn and transsexual propaganda. Disney is now looking to violate the innocence of children and twist normal, healthy kids into kind, a kind of unconfused, sexualized, and damaged neurotic child rapist prey on. Disney has made no secret of its child abuse agenda and now is paying a steep price unless there's a full-scale... <laughs> Enema over there, that company of sickos hasn't even begun to finish paying, along with its brand. The stock has tanked from $156 of one year ago to just $107 today. Yeah. So, dude, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I've i been off. I don't know that I was even ever on the Disney bandwagon. I was. I've, Because, I mean, while it hasn't been this bad, that there's been infusion of nasty things into Disney for a long time. I'm, I'm, I've never been on the Disney bandwagon, but I know you're a pretty big fan of uh, whatever that princess thing is, right? you talking about? I don't know. They got princesses, right? Tinkerbell? Don't you have Tinkerbell seat covers? No. Oh, that's fine. Okay. No? Nothing? No. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings it into this show. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can find us on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast, and you can email us at vcblpodcast.com, and we should be back with a full crew on our normal schedule next week. So thanks a lot for listening, and let me not botch this. Nope, that's not it. Here it is. That's too true for radio. And all you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real. Put on a fake show, but that's too true for radio.